That's it. It's not us who do it, but it's God. And so that's what the emphasis of the gospel night is that it's Jesus. It's not Hills, even though we all belong to Hills NZ, or if you're not part of Hills NZ, that's fine. But Hills NZ, we're here. Yeah, cool, amazing. But it's God that changes lives. It's not a, not a service or anything else. And so I just want to thank you for being here tonight. And I know that you're here for a reason. Can, can, are you guys all right? You're here for a reason. And so, so tonight I'm going to be unpacking a story in the Bible about a man who was a hated in his time. It's a simple word. It's not going to be long because there's hot dogs coming. And the fellowship is like kind of like the most important. Like this, this is like the dinner time and then dessert. You know, like dinner time, dessert. But I'm going to unpack a story in the Bible about a hated man in his time. And he was one who people despised because of his occupation and how he treated people. But with the story, Jesus, who was God, took time away to be with this person who everybody hated. And I want to encourage us this evening is put yourself in the story. Because even though he deserved to be hated, the creator of heaven and earth took time to spend time with him. And my hopes tonight is that you have an encounter with God. That's my hope. My hope is that you have an encounter with God. That the missing piece in you that you've been trying to figure out in the world, it's not going to fill it. The only person who can fill this missing piece is God. It's the truth. I only know this is the truth is because I've done a lot of things trying to fill this void inside of me. And it was always temporary. But then I discovered the creator of heaven and earth. When he came into my life, he filled the things that I tried to desire somewhere else. So my hope tonight is that if when you leave this place, that you know that there is a God that cares about you and that wants a relationship with you. And that's what I've titled my message today is that God wants a relationship with you. Are we okay? I like people talking back to me saying, yeah, amen. Come on, come on, Jordan. Yay, cool, awesome. But God wants a relationship with you. We're not here for religion. Religion bounds us. It keeps us. Religion is all about rules and regulations. When relationship is about rules, but it carries a grace and a mercy with it. Are we okay? And so if you're writing notes this, uh, this um, afternoon or evening or I don't even know. Like I, I put this thing on, like, if you follow me on like Facebook, like you know how you say good morning to somebody? I'm just putting, my wife does, my wife's like, oh, just say hello. But you know how you go in the morning and go, hey, good morning to somebody. Do you say good night to somebody when you meet them? Or like, you know, like is good morning and good night the same thing? Or is it good night? Like, no, this is my own personal thing that I'm going in my head. Because <laughs> I don't know, it's like, it's not evening, it's kind of evening, but not really evening. It's kind of more night, but I don't know. I'm just having this battle in my mind. Someone thought I was on drugs when I put it on. Uh, they said, are you smoking weed? Like, that's, <laughs> that's what they said on Facebook to me. I'm not going to tell you who it was. It was Jamaica's sister, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, you'd love to have fun in church. Calm down, it's all right. 
Um, but we're going to open up the Bible because that's the best place to start. We're going to go from Luke 19. This nice, easy passage. He went to, he entered Jericho, this is Jesus, and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. Every time you hear the word Zacchaeus, let's put your name. There was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. I don't mind being rich, okay? And he was seeking to, he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So Zacchaeus ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to a place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received them joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who was a sinner. Can we just stop there for a moment? Father, I just pray you speak to us and you reveal to us what the scripture says. In Jesus' name, amen. When they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Do you know who all these people were? The church. Christians. Or so be Christians. Ah, doesn't he know that he's going with a sinner? Sometimes we feel like that. Are we okay? Verse 8. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. So here's this moment that Zacchaeus has that he went to go see Jesus, and then Jesus calls him out, and then he goes to his house, and then he goes to have this moment with Jesus, this, this transaction that takes place, saying, okay, I want to give half of my stuff to the poor. And then not only that, if I've defrauded anyone, I want to times it by four and give it back. That's pretty good. Everyone happy with that? I'm happy with that. And then Jesus said in verse 9, today's, uh, today's salvation has come into your house since he is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. This is a story of a man named Zacchaeus who was small in stature. I was like trying to look at what, what, what do you mean by small in stature? And I only could find like little people. And I didn't want to put the photo up, but like he would have been a little person of some sort. And he was a tax collector. And tax collectors in those days would overcharge people. So they, there was normal tax and then they'll overcharge it so that they can get money off it. You follow me? Is anyone here? Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Um, and they weren't really nice people, and so they didn't have many friends. Tax collectors only had their, 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 their family, their household. And Zacchaeus heard Jesus was coming, so he was trying to see who he was. Being so small, he climbed up a tree to try to find Jesus. But we need to understand this in Scripture. He says that he was just trying to see Jesus. Nothing else. We need to understand, out of anything that's just taken place, he climbed the tree just to see Jesus. He didn't want to encounter with him. He didn't want to speak to him. He just wanted to see who Jesus was. And it made me think that maybe deep down in Zacchaeus, that there was a longing in his heart to actually speak to Jesus. 
Like some people come to church and they just go, oh, I just want to check this church out. I just want to check what Jesus is all about. But there's something inside of us that longs for more. But in that longing for more, if we were like Zacchaeus, everybody hated him. So he would have thought, oh, Jesus must hate him too. So with all his flaws, with all his, his, his sin and everything else, all the bad things he's done to people, he's just like, I know Jesus ain't going to talk to me, so I'm going to climb this tree just to see who he is. But inside of him, there was a longing to have more. It's written in the Word, but it's like this. It's like every person that is born on planet Earth, inside of them, there's a longing to attach themselves to eternity, whether you know it or not. Whether you've been walking in the world for so long and you don't know Jesus, there's a longing inside for more. Has anyone felt that before? There's a longing for more? Like you're not satisfied with what life has given you? Has anyone? No one? Yeah? No? Yeah? Yeah? Okay, by myself. Yeah, amen, Jordan. But there's something inside of you that's like, there has to be more to life than this. Then my nine to five job, then going through the motions of life, there has to be more. And Zacchaeus had this moment where, oh, I've heard about this Jesus who's been healing people, who's been doing incredible things, but I doubt he's going to talk to me because everybody else hates me. Are you following me? Maybe there's someone here tonight, you've stopped yourself to have a general relationship with Jesus because you feel like you're too imperfect like this man here. Like you're like, oh, I just want to see Jesus, but I know I can't have a relationship with him because I'm not right. Anyone in there? Okay, just myself again. Okay, I remember the story, I think I've, I said it in church before, but um, there's a story that a pastor was talking about, how he was talking about an uh, analogy of a shower. Do you jump in the shower clean, or do you jump in the shower to get cleaned? God works the same way. He doesn't wait for you to be clean so that you can come into his presence. He tells you to come into his presence so he can clean you. Are we all right? And so this is like the story where this is taking place where Zacchaeus is like, yeah, I'm just going to see Jesus, but I'm not going to do anything else. So in the story, Zacchaeus climbs a tree, and all of a sudden, Jesus calls him by what? Name. Can we go back to the verse again? Sorry, Zora, I did this this morning. Just from the top. Luke 19.1. Oh no, let's go to verse five. And then Jesus came to a place. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down. There's something significant here because Zacchaeus didn't introduce himself. He didn't say, hey, what's up, Jesus? My name's Zacchaeus. No, he was just hiding in the tree, just wanting to see Jesus as he passed by. But for some reason, Jesus passed by and he's like, Hey, Zacchaeus, come down. Take me to your place. Let's have a feed. And that's what happened. And we see this, this, this beauty, beautiful picture of God's grace over somebody who everybody hates because you know how the murmur started? Oh, Jesus with this guy, and then all of them like, oh, doesn't he know that he's a sinner? Doesn't he know that he went to the clubs last night? Oh, no one in here? Okay. Doesn't he know that he did this and did that? But Jesus... And all his brilliance and his beauty and, and his grace, he's like, Zacchaeus, 
Can you come down and let's have a feed together? And it shows us two things. Because if we put, uh, put, take Zacchaeus' name out and put your name instead, it shows us two things. The first thing it shows, that he knows your name. That's significant. What happens when somebody knows your name? Do you feel pretty good? Yeah. When someone doesn't know your name and you've met them so many times. Sorry, I do that to a lot of people. Everyone's bro and sis. Do you, do you meet those kind of like, hey, hey, Koya, or hey, 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 um, bro, hey, bro, hey, sis, and you forget their name, but what, what happens when we start using people's names? It becomes what? Personal. It becomes this one-on-one thing like, I know who you are. And this shows us a picture that God, God saw Zacchaeus, even though Zacchaeus was trying to hide in a tree, just trying to see him pass by, and he calls him by name, which shows me a picture that God knows your name which is significant because out of every person in the world, he knows your name. The God of heaven and earth knows your name. You know the one who created all the palm trees and all this other stuff? He knows your name. That's a big deal. And the second thing that we see is that he wants a relationship with you. In the story, we see he he knows Zacchaeus' name, and then he also wants a relationship. And you might be going, what do you mean? How, How do you know he wants a relationship? Because you don't invite somebody to your home if you don't want a relationship with. But did you notice how Jesus just like popped through? He's like, hey, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Who has cousins and brothers and sisters like that? They don't even ask. They say, I'm coming to your house. No one? Like, what? Are you serious? Like, what about the people who come to your house and they just help themselves in the fridge? Anyone? Like, no one? Yeah? Yeah, that's what Jesus did. Like, literally, Jesus didn't ask him, oh, is it okay if I come to your house? He just said, hey, I'm coming to your house. Let's have a feed. That shows us something great. What does it show? It shows that he doesn't just know our name, but he wants true relationship. Because anyone invited to my house, I have a relationship with you. I will never invite somebody to my house without a relationship. Why? Because my house is sacred. My house is for my family. And if someone's not for my family, why would I invite to you to my family's house? Are we okay? Are you, oh, come on, don't tell me you invite the strays and ways. Like, sometimes we do, but there's moments where you're like, nah, 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 that person can't come here. But anytime someone goes to my house, I have a personal relationship with you. It's like a different level. Like, we used to meet at cafes and, or whatever, and now we'll meet in the home. There's something different that takes place in us. Are we okay? So Zacchaeus didn't introduce himself. Jesus calls him by name. I've lost myself. Oh, yeah, there we go. So Jesus wants a relationship with us. Okay, I'm not worried about this. There's this moment, there's this moment where he, like, if we, there's this moment when we go into the, into the story where he goes, Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house. Do you notice in this moment where he's having this conversation with Zacchaeus in, in the tree, he's like, I want to come to your house because I don't want this far relationship. Do you notice that the relationship is taken back to home rather than in the tree? 
But then Zacchaeus said, said, Zacchaeus came down to have conversation with him. So everybody's around him, the crowd's around him, and then God's like, this is cool, but let's go back to your home. Which shows us a picture of who God is. God wants to be intimate. Because he wants, you, he wants to take you out of the crowd so that he can have a relationship with you. There's this, this beautiful moment of a picture of someone hated and someone sovereign. And he's having this exchange with somebody and he's like, I know your name, Zacchaeus. I don't want this far relationship with you, but I want to be someone who's close. The God of heaven and earth wants this close relationship. The one, well, I've got many pet peeves in Christianity. And one of my pet peeves with Christianity is that we make God sound like he's so far that we have to earn this relationship. But the beauty of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for us doesn't, it means that we don't need to earn it anymore, that we just go through Jesus. And so a lot of times we, we like, oh, no, nah, I can't have this conversation with you, Lord, because I'm too imperfect. And Zacchaeus could have had the, the same transaction with Jesus saying, no, nah, I don't want you to come to my house. You know those houses that when you've you got a messy house? Oh, whoa, who laughed there? Wow. Oh, that was a big laugh. <laughs> no, I don't want to come to my, can we go to your house? Because my house is messy. But even in his mess, he's like, Jesus, you know what? Yeah, come to my house. It may not be prepared for you, but I want to invite you to my house. And then there's, there's this, this other beautiful transaction that takes place. He's like, okay, come into my house. He comes into his house. And then he's, the Bible doesn't tell us details, but I could picture him coming to the home and then having a feed because back in the day, they loved food. They loved having food together. They loved fellowship in this way. It wasn't normal to have fellowship as the preacher in the front and you guys sit there. Hello? This, is not no, this wasn't normal. We only do this in the Western world now, okay? But that's why we have connect groups. Join a connect group. If you, have, if you go to another church, go to a connect group because that's, that's what it's about. But there's this, this transaction that takes place. And with this transaction that takes place, he's like having this encounter with Jesus. Jesus is having this conversation. They're eating food. And with this transaction, you notice that he changes his lingo. He's like, okay, I'm a tax collector, but you know what? Instead of grabbing and taking money, I want to give my money to the poor. There's a switcheroo that takes place within his heart that he, before he was taking money that didn't belong to him to money that he had to give to the poor. They didn't belong to them. And then on top of that, Zacchaeus goes, you know what? Every person that I defrauded, I'll owe them four times. Which shows us something about God. I reckon with Zacchaeus, because I'm putting myself in the story, I reckon in my heart that Zacchaeus knew that he was doing wrong. I reckon Zacchaeus was like any other human being Inside, like deep inside, he knew that what he was doing wrong, but he wanted to feed his flesh or he wanted to feed his ego. He wanted to be rich. And so he, he tried to be wealthy. So he took and took, took, took for people. But I believe Zacchaeus deep inside wanted to change, but he didn't know how to. I picture this for us in humanity today. I picture us that 
maybe we, we live in this world and we just do whatever we want and we don't want to serve this God named Jesus. But deep inside, we know what we're doing is wrong. Like deep inside, we're like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do this anyway. And then this one encounter that he has with Jesus switches everything in just an instant where he goes, okay, I'm not going to take from people anymore. I'm actually going to give to the poor. And not only that, I want to give four times more of what I stole from people. And then not only that, it says that his household was saved. See, Jesus doesn't come just for an individual, even though he does. But he wants your family. He wants the community. He wants the city. He wants the nations. But before he can get to a family, he's got to start with you. But who in here is going to be the first one to go, God, I invite you into my house? Who's going to be the first person? in your family or in your community to go, okay, Lord, I invite you into my house. Because one moment with Jesus changes your life forever. Every time that Jesus was present, just one moment with him changed somebody's life forever. I'm, I'm reminded of John 4 about this, this woman, the certain Samaritan woman where she was a sinner. She was like this tax collector, but the difference between her is that she had five husbands. Anyone here with five husbands? No one, okay. Five wives? No one, okay. <laughs> but there's this encounter that he has with her at the well where she starts having this, oh man, are you actually the, are you actually the one that my forefathers were talking about? And they're just having this exchange and there was a switcheroo moment that she had with Jesus. Before she's like, I don't have a husband. And Jesus is like, oh, you had five husbands. And the one that you're living with is not the one that is your husband. You're, you're sleeping around. That's what he's saying. And with this woman, this one encounter with Jesus changed the trajectory of her life. You know what happened after that? This one encounter with Jesus, when she, said to the, when she invited Jesus into her conversation and into her world, what happened was that she became the first evangelist. The first woman evangelist to, to, to speak to a city. Because she went back home and she went to all the cities. She goes, hey guys, come see a man that knows everything. And they're like, oh, isn't that the, isn't that the girl that sleeps around here? Like, you know, the, the, the girl, I just saw her with that guy the other day. But she's, her whole demeanor, her whole spirit, her wide world shifted. Why? It shifted because she had an encounter with Jesus. But she had to invite Jesus into the conversation. Jesus was just sitting there. Can I have a drink? What? Get your own drink. <laughs> have you ever had that a stranger come up to you, can I have a drink? And you're like, hey, what? That's what happens in this moment. But she invited the conversation, and with that conversation transformed her life where she actually pursued Jesus more. It doesn't tell us what happens after it, but it does tell us stories after about this one moment she had, the city started changing and it started shifting between city to city to city. Just one moment with Jesus. Zacchaeus, one moment with Jesus, his whole household was saved. 
when I looked up household, and I've preached this before in this church, is that a household could mean 20, 30, 40 people. You know, your cousin, your cousin's cousin, and all those cousins, you know, like the Maldives and Samoans understand me, yeah, like you got, like when we say we're family, there's a whole like family. That's the same with the household of an Israel, is that a household could be a whole block, a household could be a whole community, but with one man changed a whole household. And I'm asking us today, what would happen if you gave your life to Christ? What if you gave it all and said, I feel like I'm like the tax collector hiding away in the tree just trying to see you, but inside you, like, actually, I want more, but I don't want to ask for more because I feel like I'm too imperfect. I feel like I'm not, I'm not there yet. But let me tell you, God loves imperfect people. Can I say that again? God loves imperfect people. The reason why he loves imperfect people, because he loves changing people from the inside out. Jesus, Jesus knows your name, but he also wants a relationship with you. So I want to challenge us today. What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus? Um, do you have a Sunday relationship? Hey! Hey, can we be honest in here? Like, truly? Do you have a Sunday relationship where Christ is only your Christ when it's Sunday? Do you have a Sunday relationship with God? Do you have a when I feel like I'm up to it kind of relationship with God? Am I talking to anybody? Do you have a, when I wake up, God, I'll come to church. Or when I wake up, I'll have a relationship with you. Or when I'm bothered, I'll come have a relationship. When I have it all together, I have a relationship with you. Are you any of those? If you are, God wants more. God doesn't just want that moment of like a church service or just a moment when you feel like it, but he wants your whole life. So why don't we close our eyes in this moment? Just anybody in here, in their heart, knowing that they don't have a true relationship with Jesus because you haven't invited him into your home. The same thing that Zacchaeus did, like open his home for Jesus and everything changed. Have you, have you kept the limit to what God can do in your life? Can I encourage you today that if you limit God into your life, you won't receive the full breakthrough that he has for your life the fullness that he has for your life. And so I want to invite anybody in here, you don't have to stand or anything, just raise your hand. And you just want to go, actually, yeah. I want to have this authentic relationship with God. One that's about all my life, not just part of it. If that's you, could I ask you to raise your hand just where you are? I see your hand. I see your hand. You can put your hand down. Can I say this? You don't have to be perfect to come to God. You don't have to have it all together to come to God. 
You don't even need to know the Bible from the front to back to come to God. That all you need to do is to believe in Jesus as Lord and that he died for your sin. That's all you need to do. And so we're going to do this prayer today with these two amazing people who raised their hand. Can I ask you guys, is it too fucking hard to come up? Ah, you guys can come up here. Can we pray please? Give him a hand tonight. Can I say this? It says, it says that all of angels in heaven are rejoicing when one soul comes. There's two souls. Like, it's a big deal. I don't know about you, but it's a big deal. If, if all of legions of angels, when a legion's a thousand, you know, if all of them are rejoicing for one soul. Oh, that's a punch in the devil's face. Like, oh, I, I can be excited. Okay, yeah, it's a punch in the devil's face. But can I say this to you and to everybody else who's listening? The journey is not easy. The journey is definitely not beautiful at the start. I know people think it's roses and that once you give your life to God, but it actually, I'm gonna put it this way. You start realizing the things that you thought was right become wrong because of what you see now. And I wanna encourage you to stay close to people that love Jesus. Stay close to Neva. So we're going to pray this prayer together. They're not going to do it by themselves. We're going to do it together. The prayer doesn't ch change your life. It's you believing. So let's believe it together. So dear Jesus, every voice, dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life and make me new. I receive you right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, I believe that you died and rose again for me. I thank you that I have the Holy Spirit in me right now. I thank you. I believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Give God a hand. Come on, give God a hand. These, oh, my lovely wife will take you at the back. She's just going to talk to you guys about real quick about what, the dedication that you just made. You're not alone in this. Can I say that to everybody else? You are not alone in this. The moment that you try to do life on your own, especially in Christianity, you will definitely fall because we need each other. We need each other. So make sure you stay connected, not only to Neva and that, but stay connected to a house. If not this house, connect yourself to any house that loves Jesus. But my wife's gonna take you. Give him a hand while my wife takes him. <laughs> Guys, I just picture the, <clears throat> the devil in the face. Like, this, that's what I feel like. Like, seriously, when, like, People want an altar call of a thousand, but when one comes, a thousand rejoice, you know? Like, it's beautiful. Can I encourage us as we leave this place and as we fellowship over hot dogs, don't get bloated enough where we have to carry you out, but I just, can I just encourage us, like, to connect yourself to a house. It doesn't have to be hills. Just connect yourself to a house that loves the Lord. And secondly, do life with other people. 
The reason, the only part where God says it's not good when he made mankind or made the earth was when man was alone. It's not good for man to be alone. So he, he brought in Eve. Eve means helper. We need helpers in our life. Yes, you can be all holy and say, oh, we got Holy Spirit. Yes, you got Holy Spirit. But I'm talking about people that would walk with you in life. Stay connected with each other. Whatever that looks like. Have coffee with each other. Spend time with each other. Tell each other your troubles. Pray for each other. Whatever it looks like. Get connected to a connect group or life group wherever the church you are at. But I can tell you right now that community is key for your Christian walk. Amen? So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you, for, Father, that there's salvation. That all the heavens rejoicing right now because two souls saved. What a kick to the enemy's face. And so, Father, I just pray for your blessing upon each and every person that's under this house. I pray for your blessing pressed down, shaking together and running over and overflowing. And I declare right now, Lord Father, if any person in here that didn't come up to the front but believed in their heart that they're saved, they are saved. And so, Father, we just thank you. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you for an amazing week, a conquering week. We thank you, Lord Father, that you are about to do something great this week within us, around us, and through us. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people say, amen, amen, amen. Give God a hand.